Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Goodyear Assurance Weather Ready. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. What's up, this is your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What's up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire for Wednesday, August 25th. Big day here on the podcast and in real life for your boy. Uh, Obviously, we have a special, special guest. A guy I had never talked to. In my life, before we taped the podcast, Chris Sims, former NFL quarterback, former Texas Longhorn, um, and he's now a big deal over at NBC. He does some stuff with Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk. Chris Sims, we chop it up. He he gets um he gets after it. Let's just say that Chris Sims and I uh, we spent some time going back and forth on Tom Brady. He's not the hugest Tom Brady fan. I oddly found myself defending Tom Brady a little bit, um, but he makes valid points. Uh, it's a good discussion. I think you guys will like it. Um, and listen, Chris Sims is the guy who kind of correctly pegged Patrick Mahomes coming out of Texas Tech, and um, now he's very bullish on a gentleman named Kellen Mond, which we don't agree with. Josh Allen, of course, he he he's very high on Josh Allen. It's, it's just a good, if you like NFL and you like forward-thinking, next-level stuff, you're going to like Chris Sims. Uh, but before we get to that, I said it's a big day for your boy. Today, obviously, is the MLS All-Star Game out here in California. I will be there um, mostly because the team I'm a part owner of, Nicoxa, is going to have a suite there. And so I'll get to meet the rest of the ownership. I, I know, obviously, the one guy who wrote me into the deal. I'm eternally thankful for that Um 
I'll probably have to have him on the podcast at some point. He is just an awesome guy, former NBA agent. He'll be there and uh, a bunch of other ballers that uh, I'm sure I'll be rubbing shoulders with. It'll be fun. I don't know how I'll handle it. This is, you know, I don't want to say, um, I'm, uh, you know, punching above my weight class showing up at this thing, but there's going to be some ballers there. And I, 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 I'm very excited. I like meeting new people, new, new outlooks. I mean, none of these guys know me, so it should be fun overall. I'm very excited for that. couple quick sports notes before we get to Chris Sims. Um, did you guys see this Nerlens Noel suing Rich Paul? This is fascinating. Uh, Rich Paul, by the way, uh, runs Clutch Sports. LeBron's guy. Rich Paul is a huge deal in the NBA and has become, I don't know, one of the biggest power brokers in the league. That's just the reality. Nerlens Noel, the story he told is, uh, he he was, um, you know, he had a good season in Dallas, and at the start of free agency, his agent. Happy Walters, another big dude, uh, was able to get a four-year, $70 million offer from the Mavericks. Four years, $70 million. That is retirement money. That is generational wealth for you and your family. Four years, $70 million. Yes, even after taxes and agent fees and blah, blah, blah. As he's offered that, Nerland's Noel is at a party in LA, at Ben Simmons' birthday party. Rich Paul's there, and Rich Paul you know, essentially basically says, hey, come on board. We, I can I can do better than that. Um, Nerlens Noel drops his agent, signs with Rich Paul. Rich Paul says, hey, you know what the move is. Yes, I can get you more than that, but you uh, take a, a small contract now, you become an unrestricted free agent next year, and then we get you paid like a big, big money deal. So Nerlens Noel, seeing dollar signs, says, yeah, yeah, let's do that. So he signs a one-year, $4.1 million deal. But what happens the next season? He's injured, misses a ton of games. Um, it, the, the offers don't really materialize, and he has to play on the minimum for two years in OKC. So he turns down 4-70, and 70, bird in hand, with the potential payday down the road, and he claims that's because of what Rich Paul advised. Now, this could get ugly. Uh, Rich Paul's a major power broker. Nerlens Noel is small potatoes in the NBA, but I am very curious to see how this shakes out. The other quick little NBA nugget um, is is that Mike Budenholzer got an extension. He got a three-year extension from the Bucks. Budenholzer and the Bucks, champions of the NBA. And obviously everybody's going to be laughing like, oh, they're idiots. Remember, Budenholzer, in that next net series, was down 2-0. Everybody had him getting fired. If they lose game five, it's over. It's over for Budenholzer. They get a little bit of luck. Kyrie gets hurt. KD's foot's on the line. Yada, yada, yada. Budenholzer wins. They beat the Hawks, not the Sixers. And then they don't have to face the Lakers or the Clippers. They Both those teams got hurt. They beat the Suns after being down 2-0 when Budenholzer gets a new deal. And I'm sure there's people laughing, but what are their options? You can't, Budenholzer had all the power. You win a championship regardless of how you got it done. You got the power. So they had to extend it. There's no option. Can you imagine what signal that sends to the locker room if you win the championship and then Budenholzer's a lame duck coach? You can't do that. That's terrible business. They had no option. Now, hopefully the money is structured so uh, Budenholzer is paid up front as opposed to like the back end of the deal. Um, but... Listen, I don't think anybody thinks that Budenholzer is a great coach. I mean, the guy was, everybody was writing his death sentence multiple times uh, last season. 
Um, the Bucks kept him, but that's what they had to do. Uh, final little piece of news, um, and this hurts. Travis Etienne. <sighs> I mean, listen, I've talked way too much about the Jags on this podcast. I irrationally like them, and now it feels like I don't know. I don't think I should. So they trade their middle linebacker, Schobert. I think he was led the team in tackles last year. They put up a for sale sign on C.J. Henderson, who was, I think, a, f- a first round pick last year. I mean, he was pretty damn good last year. Limited action. Um, the, the Tebow catastrophe. And now, Travis Etienne, who you basically signed, uh, drafted in the first round, when you had a running back, an undrafted guy, go for over 1,000 yards, one of the greatest undrafted running back seasons in the history of the sport for a rookie, and, and you draft Etienne, like, huh? And then Etienne's down for the season. Like, how many packages did they have for Etienne where he'd be coming out of the backfield doing damage? Like, absolute just... Totally brutal for the Jags. I'm not going to overreact. It's preseason, but man, that hurts. All right, without further ado, let's get to former NFL quarterback and current NBC football analyst, Chris Sims. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Vredestein tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Vredestein test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from 
crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so, I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. You know a guy. Jason likes to think he knows everything when it comes to sports. I know what sports fans want. But for everything he doesn't, he knows a guy who does. Let's just say, I know a guy who knows a guy knows another guy all right let's welcome into straight fire a high school legend a former college football star at texas he played in the nfl for several years a third round draft pick of the bucks now he is basically spitting hot fire as a media analyst chris sims chris how are you i'm doing good jason thanks a lot man it's it's not like that often where people go back to high school legend as my introduction (laughs) so I'll take it. I'll take it. Those might have yeah. been my best years of football right there, and I'm, I'm not ashamed to say it. Well, it's funny. I had to bring that up because my first newspaper job was at the Bergen Record in northern Jersey, and I had got there just as Chris had graduated. And all anybody talked about was, oh, Chris Sims, this guy light, lit it up, and he was a legend and the Gatorade Player of the Year and everything. And then I watched this guy at Texas. I'm like, holy cow, he played high school in this area? I'm covering good players. Uh, and, right, of course, Chris right. went on to the great career at Texas. I, I saw 26-6. and six. Holy hell, that was amazing. Yeah, not bad. You know, I think um, I never lost a home game at the University of Texas. We did a lot of good things. You know, we were in the top five, I think, all of my last yeah. three years as a starting quarterback. But, you know, we had Oklahoma in our division, and we just couldn't <laughs> beat them. You know, yeah. it stinks when you're one of the best teams in the country – and one of the other best teams in the country is right in your division. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, they had our number. So, you know, college was awesome, a great experience. Uh, but that always leaves a little bit of a bitter taste in my mouth that we yeah. kind of couldn't, you know, get to at least a national championship game while I was there. Yeah, no, certainly. Uh, but, the, you know, the reason I really wanted to bring on Chris because I can't think of a, a guy in the media who has – really been all, as hot as anyone in the NFL, not necessarily with predictions, but just the stuff you say and the level that you say it with and the confidence. And a lot of it's been accurate. Obviously, there's some misses. That's what we do in this business. But sure. so you've really seemed to, Chris, do a good job of projecting quarterbacks, which is the toughest thing to really do in sports. Well, we know in the NBA well, who's going to pan out from college. It's a lot easier at that level. Um, right. But in the NFL, man, it's really hard. And you were one of the guys that was early on on Patrick Mahomes. And and I'm just curious, you put out quarterback rankings all the time. Let's just back up to what goes into how you get your ranking together. Sure, sure. I mean, you know, when it, when it comes first off to like evaluating college quarterbacks and doing that and ranking them, you know, I think the first place a lot of people go wrong, and I'm not going to sit here and tell you I'm like <laughs> the greatest evaluator in the history of football. I mean, when you evaluate a lot of players, you're going to be wrong at times. If Bill Belichick could be wrong on a player, then damn, Chris Sims could be wrong on a player too. <laughs> but, but like with quarterbacks, I think too much. Um, sometimes fans, people in the media, even evaluators, get too caught up in the things that aren't necessarily 
um, the quarterback's fault or the the reason the team is successful because of the quarterback. You know, everybody gets lost in wins and losses and yards and things like that and stats, of course. And there's just more to the game than that. And, of course, you know, anybody knows that follows football, you know, the, the context of, you know, the team, how they play, the support around you, the system you're running, all those things have to be taken into account to then project where that guy's going to be, you know, or hope to be as, as an NFL football player. And uh, that that's, I think, the biggest thing I do. I try to evaluate the player for what he is. I didn't look at Sam Darnold and go, oh, man, he's at USC and it's so awesome. It's USC and, whoa, it's all these highlight plays and they, they win a lot of big games. Man, he's the best quarterback there is. No, you know, I saw some flaws in the game that made me rank him as the third and fourth best quarterback. Not that I still think he's a really damn good player, but just trying to give some context on what I look at. And then, you're, you know, Josh Allen in that same class, you sit there and go, well, man, the stats aren't good. They don't win very much. Uh, he can't be very good. And, you know, the honest truth of that was, damn, was that a crappy school he was at. Damn, he had no support. Damn, he played in some games with absolute horrible weather, an offense that did no favors for him. Every throw was 25 yards down the field into 20-mile-per-hour wins <laughs> and all of that. And, you know, you have to be able to try to look through some of that stuff, you know, so you can really get a true – true picture of what the player is and yeah. maybe uh in the future well Allen's an interesting one because two years in chris would you agree that it didn't it didn't look amazing i think he was like 58 percent completions uh sure. very erratic a lot of fumbles and it just seemed like he didn't get it something clicked and and it's weird nobody has totally articulated what the hell clicked last year for Allen, but he made the jump to light speed and was an mvp candidate a lot of it seems to do with Brian Dable, but they also got digs uh, outside. And it's like, well, geez, he's all of a sudden look incredible. Uh, what did you see in, in Allen that made uh, him look so incredible last year? And can he duplicate that? I Oh, he definitely can duplicate it. You know, I, I've been around the guy. He's being, you said it, Brian Dable is a great coach. His talent's real. You know, that's the first thing that jumped off to me about Wyoming. Yeah, the numbers, the completion percentage might not always been good, but even with some of those, in, some of his best throws were incompletions where you'd go, oh my gosh, I can't believe he fit <laughs> it in the window right there. And his guy dropped it because there was four people around him. But, you know, he was kind of groomed at Wyoming because they knew they weren't good to go, just be crazy. Go play the game. If you don't carry us, we can't win the game. And it's like he had no governor, or no break. And that led to bad decisions and some things like that. You know, th now... That second year you talk about with Josh Allen, it, you know, it, it's a great conversation. Yeah, I think the thing that was missing still in that second year was still just a little bit of polish, right, understanding situational football. And, yeah, there was. I think he was still working on the mechanics of becoming more accurate. But I would also say people were still, I think because there were so many haters about him coming out in the draft, <laughs> he was through 20 touchdowns, nine interceptions, went to a playoff game, and people acted like, ooh, this, I don't know about this guy. And, <laughs> you know, I know they blew that, blew that lead against the Houston Texans in the wild card game, but yeah. they were up 16 nothing because of Josh Allen and some of the crazy things he did. So, <laughs> you know, I think it got a little yeah. overblown at times, I think, with over-evaluating uh, Josh Allen, some people. They don't want to quite give him his credit 
even though they're seeing him improve as a player. And uh, no, I think he's a superstar. He's here to stay, Jason. Yeah, you know, and Chris, you know this from the media. Some people in the media get wrapped up in what somebody isn't instead right. of what they can be. You know, well, right. Josh Allen's not accurate. Well, he can be accurate. Maybe the maybe the system didn't really work for him. And that yes. I think that was where my big miss was on Mahomes. Like, you know, he's putting up video game numbers in the Big 12. But, Chris, you know, I mean, yeah, this is not a slight to the Big 12. Like, they hadn't produced any NFL star quarterbacks ever, I don't think, in the last, I'm like, 20 you. years before Mahomes. And that was my big thing. And it, it was an idiotic move by me to overlook Mahomes because just because there hasn't been one doesn't mean there can't be, Jason. And, and you were well, spot on yeah. about Mahomes. Well, you know, yeah, I, you know, I think, again, you get uh, – listen, first off, your point about the Big 12 is real. I always get concerned a little bit about the Big 12, just about any position, because it's a flag football conference. Basically. It's a seven-on-seven seven conference. <laughs> right. So, trust me, when I heard about Mahomes and I turned on the film and all that, I thought, man, I'm just going to see some Texas Tech guy who, just like all the other ones, isn't really that talented – but it's got all these numbers and he's overhyped. I really expected that. But I turned it on and I went, oh, damn. Whoa. Like that ball, he made that throw from like, you know, floating backwards. Whoa, he made that throw sidearm, you know, between a tight window 30 yards down the field. And I started to realize like, wait, this ain't the system or anything <laughs> like this. In fact, he's making the system, you know, in a lot of ways. And between the athleticism, the strength in the arm, some of the versatility he had and all the different types of throws, I just went, man, I don't know how it doesn't work. But, Jason, again, that's another great point. You know, the conference, you know, the record of his team. Hey, we all right now we're in this era. If the team wins, it's all the quarterback. If they lose, it's all the quarterback. It's supposed <laughs> to be the greatest team sport in the world. But yet when it comes down to that, we just boil it down to one player. And I think that, you know, made people misevaluate too. Wait, he went four and seven in the Big 12 with Texas Tech? Well, yeah. When you're around, you know, crappy players and stuff, I don't care who you are. I mean, John Elway is one of the greatest quarterbacks I've ever seen. He went three and seven as a senior at Stanford. <laughs> so, you know, again, there's more to it than just the one guy. And that's where I always get back to evaluate the player, realistically evaluate. Two, like if he has a bad game, don't just go, oh, well, that game was bad. What the hell? Look at it and go, wait, were there people open? Was he protected? Did he really have a realistic chance to play good and actually win the game? Don't just chalk it up to, oh, bad stats, they lost, he didn't play good. And I think sometimes that's where people kind of get lost yeah. in, in the weeds in that subject. And, and Sam Darnold will be an interesting test case, right? Because he was with Adam Gaze, and, you know, I yeah. fell for the Adam Gaze thing because thanks to Peyton Manning uh, hyping the hell out of him. And he had no <laughs> weapons with, with my Jets. I'm a diehard, big-time Jets fan. And right. I, I can totally see Darnold thriving in Carolina. I mean, he's got Joe Brady, and he's got a no ton doubt. of weapons. He's got, uh, you know, between the receivers and McCaffrey, like – there are in the NFC. There are really good offensive attack. Like Donald could put up great numbers. Would you agree with that this year? I I would totally agree, Jason. You know I, I do. I, I think first off, Carolina's a sneaky good team yeah. on the rise. I wouldn't be shocked if they're we're coming down the stretch in December and they're in the playoff conversation. They've done yeah. a really good job building that team. And I totally agree with you with Sam Darnold. Listen, I like Sam Darnold. You can win a Super Bowl with Sam Darnold. Yeah, I didn't think wow. he was Lamar Jackson or Josh Allen or anything like that. But we've seen a lot less talented quarterbacks get to the Super Bowl, uh, less talented than, than Sam Darnold. 
Darnold, you know, can I swear on here, Jason? Of course, yeah. Let the expletives Jason. fly. Yeah. Good, Jason. I mean, when you're surrounded by shit, you're being coached by shit, you're going to get shit on you and smell like shit at times. You know, and that's where he was stuck, to your point, with the New York Jets. What was he supposed to do? Tell me, anybody. Where where was he supposed – like, how was he supposed to tear it up? Below average offensive line, no run game. Like you said, no receivers or weapons, average defense, all of those issues. Nobody can overcome that. I do think we're going to see Sam Darnold, you know, kind of uh, rise or or certainly open some people's eyes this year. I'd be shocked if he doesn't have a good year. Yeah. Now, uh, speaking of Super Bowl, uh, we I, I have to let's just quickly jump to Tom Brady. You put out your yeah. 2021 quarterback rankings. Heads exploded everywhere. Uh, yeah, maybe you heard from Brady. I don't know. Maybe he reached out no. to you, but you had Tom Brady <laughs> 10th. Now, I do have right. a question. OK, you put out sure. the rankings. Uh, is this if you could have a quarterback for one game, this is who you would choose in order? Is this who is the best right now? Because uh, you had, I think, Kyler Murray, who I love, obviously, ahead of Brady. Um but you had Brady behind Dak Prescott. You had Josh Allen second ahead of Aaron Rodgers. Like, I, I just want to know what does quarterback yeah. rankings mean? Sure, it's it is about 2021, and it's basically like, hey, everything's equal now. We can't bring the team along with you and all the great things you got. Like, this is what we're trying to talk about: the evaluation of the quarterback, right? Right. You know, we can't get lost in that. So, what it is is basically my quarterback depth chart. That's how I do my top 40. That's okay. really where I go. And, you know, people always go crazy about the Tom Brady. Listen, Tom Brady's the man. I know that. I I say he's not the greatest quarterback of all time. I know he has the most rings. I get that. You know, I do. But I think there's there definitely quarterbacks been better in the history of the game than Tom Brady. But he's been in some unbelievable circumstances. I know he's awesome, and I'm not trying to take anything away from that. But I'm one of those guys that tells you, like, if Aaron Rodgers was in New England, they would have won 10 Super Bowls in a row. They, yeah. It wouldn't have been, you know, so that's where I go a little bit. Brady, amazing, but at 43, you know, and again, he, what, what, he, you don't think Kyler Murray could have had some of those same results with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with a top five offensive line, a good run game, top weapons in football, and a top three defense? You know, that's where I think people, again, get lost in translation. They think, they just give the credit to one guy all the time, and it's a very, very talented team. Listen, if you put Tom Brady in Buffalo last year, there's going to be problems. He's not going to be able to survive without a run game and just an average defense and not always great pass protection and now have to scramble and extend plays and do those type of things, right? That's not what he is. Mm. If you give him the right support system, man, he's amazing. He's the clutchest quarterback I've ever seen. He's got a great arm, but right now at 43, I can't sit here and say with all things equal that he's better than those nine guys in front of him. And I know I have a lot of people that hate me because I say yeah, that sometimes. I mean, it's it's all fair, and you you backed it up. I guess what I would counter with is how would you rank the importance of what's around the quarterback, whether it's O line, uh, skill position players, system, head coach, offensive coordinator. Like, I, what what is the order of those of importance? System would be the first thing. Okay. The system can overcome a lot. You know, it really can. And that to me, again, was, you know, what gets a little lost with Brady, you know, is, again, his career, it, it's one of the best systems ever. Nobody, and, and the numbers back this up, Jason, nobody's thrown to more wide open receivers in the history of football than Tom Brady. He's had the greatest separation with receivers compared to DBs the last 18 years in football over anybody. 
protection is up there along with it. So I would go scheme one because that can hide a lot of deficiencies and your mm -hmm. coach can trick things up and do that thing. Second, after that, I'd probably go offensive line mm. because at least, you know, offensive line gives you a fighting chance to run the ball, do play action pass, and, you know, of course, protect the quarterback to where if you do got a good arm and you're accurate, you know, you don't have to have the greatest receivers in the history of football to make it all happen. And then I would say weaponry after that is uh, the most important thing, you know. So I would probably rank them in that order, you know. And, and that's where, you know, again, I know you're getting me on this Tom Brady thing and I'm going to sound like a hater. No, no, but you don't sound like a hater. This is okay. now, but my, my pushback yeah. will be so. Please do. And again, I'm, I'm, I'm born in New York, so I'm conditioned to not like anything Boston, like Patriots, <laughs> Celtics. I don't like any of those teams. Um, so Brady thrived as a, you would say he was like a, a, a check down artist, right? In his first couple of years when he took over for Bledsoe, right? Well, he was no, not you know, I, running the team, right? He was a game well, manager. No, not running down the team. I'm not going to say a check down artist. Now they threw the ball aggressively down the field, but they managed the game. There was, that was game old manager. school giants football. You know right. what I mean? They were going to run the ball, play defense. And then, Hey, it's third and eight, Tom, we need you to throw a 15 yard laser out route here or hey, it's the end of the game, we got to come back, and then they open things up. That's right. the way they played. It wasn't until about 2006 where they started to go, okay, Ooh, Brady, yeah. we're going to spread the field, and now you can start to carry yeah. us a little bit in the shotgun and do those type of things. See, and, and that would be my thing about Brady. He's done so many systems, right? Whether yes. it is game manager, hey, we're going to go two tight ends with Gronk and Hernandez. We're going to change it up. Now we're going to bring in Randy Moss. Now we're going to develop right. this slot receiver. I mean – he basically made Welker uh, and, and, you know, I'm forgetting the other small white guys named Edelman. Edelman, all Edelman Amendola. Amendola. He created that basically with the slots. And, you know, now he goes to Tampa and you're like, oh, what's the system going to be? Well, he's got a really good float fleet of talent on the outside yes. in Evans. And he makes another slot receiver, huge catch against the Packers in the playoff game. Like, that's the only thing why I would say he's still the GOAT. He's done every system you put him in, boom, he delivers. I, I mean, could it, Aaron Rodgers do that? Probably. Well, this is where I push it. You're giving him the credit for inventing the offense now and, yes. and acquiring the players. And I'm telling you that New England invented the modern-day slot receiver. They invented it. So he was the benefactor of schemes before the rest of the NFL had even caught on. The Gronkowski and Aaron Hernandez stuff. Yeah, the slot receiver, let's spread the field, and we'll let Edelman and, every, and Randy Moss do their things and things like that. Yes, he's been the benefactor of that type of stuff. But that, to me, is more Belichick and McDaniels. Mm -hmm. You know, that's where I think also people, they, I want to go, no, no, he's just the quarterback. They gave him the plays. He didn't invent the plays, too. You know, and, of course, they're cutting edge. And I think that's where it drives me crazy, and sometimes I do become a Brady hater because – um, he just gets the credit for everything well, yeah, in, uh, that yeah. ever happened in New uh, England. See, uh, and, normally, uh, I'd agree. But yeah. what has McD what McDaniel's done without Brady? Uh, and I know he hasn't had the great quarterbacks, but we just saw them last year. And I, okay, maybe they get a pass, but this year there's got to be pressure on Belichick and and McDaniel's to deliver. Like I know they have a rookie sure. quarterback, but like just historically. Brady leaves the awesome Belichick and then he wins the Super Bowl. You know, and it's like the Bucks hadn't done jack squat in ten years. I don't know. I mean. It, it, it's a it's a tough one because you're right. Like the John Bucks, Elway, right? all they needed was the quarterback. The Bucks, the team was ready. They just needed that quarterback to come in and add a little polish and bring <laughs> it all together in detail to the football team, and of course take care of the football. Yeah, you know. So that's where 
again, I know I, I, I don't I, Brady is certainly one of the five yeah. greatest of all time. There's no doubt. I, I, I'm not trying to, to paint him too badly here, but it sounds like I probably am. No, but, no, no, no. It's, you know, it's a, hey, it's a, it's a, a legit discussion. Hey, Jason, I would tell you he went to 10 Super Bowls, right? In five of them, he was outplayed in the championship game, but still got to go to the Super Bowl. I mean, one <laughs> of them, they didn't need him. You know, he was outplayed by Joe Flacco once. He threw three Oof. interceptions against Philip Rivers. He yeah. got outplayed in the epic meltdown last year by Aaron Rodgers, but his team won, so everybody forgets it. If they lose that game, we're thinking totally different. We're going, you had a 17-point lead, and you threw an yeah. interception three consecutive series in a row. So that's what I mean, too. He's yeah. been a benefactor of Stephon Gilmore, Darrell Revis, you know, uh, Ty Law. I mean, this been he was yeah. a part of a great machine, and of course he was a huge part of it and, and delivered and all that. But I just sometimes get yeah. tired of like God Brady, God Brady, yeah, God Brady. Yeah, it's annoying, you know? but the problem is he keeps winning. Now, I think also I do believe he has – three Super Bowl comeback victories in the fourth quarter. It might be two. I don't know. The one against Seattle is the one that really was like, oh my gosh. Like Seattle with the Legion of Boom was incredible. And I think they right. went the length of the field for two TDs in the fourth quarter to beat him. And it was just like, I mean, I, I that was one of the, the games. Clutchness. Yeah. Yes, yeah. That, definitely. That was as clutch as it gets. He is as clutch as it gets. Yeah. That's where I became a fan of Brady. It was more like Derek Jeter. You know, that's where I look at Brady. I don't that's how I kind of view him. You know, I, I view I view Aaron Rodgers as uh, Mike Trout, who's <laughs> one of the greatest of all time. And then I view Jeter, I view Brady more as Jeter. Like, mm. oh, he's at the plate, he's gonna get the clutch hit here. Yeah, and yeah, they're gonna that, win the game. And he knows how to and he does have great leadership skills and knows how to rally people and you know, that's where I, there's no doubt I won't fight him against any of those things. Yeah. And honestly, listen, Jason, in my list, you know, from pure talent and what they delivered on the field to a degree, I really wanted to put Ryan Tannehill and Herbert in front of them for what they did. <laughs> Ryan but Tannehill, I gave wow. I gave well, Tannehill. I mean, nobody's taken more advantage of points, yards available, anything like that. He's one of the best down the field throwers in football the last few years. But I, I, but I gave Brady the edge over them because of the things you're kind of talking about. Mm -hmm. His ability to lead, be clutch, do all those type of things. Let's not forget this too, last year. Because yeah, you got me going. They <laughs> lost five games. They did. They were, those five losses were all because of one reason. And that was Tom Brady. You go back, look at the stats, look at the games. I know he was in a new system. I'm not trying to be a total jerk here. you know. But sometimes we kind of forget and we have revisionist history you know, when it's all said and done. And yeah. uh, now, see, now you're going to get all the... No, 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 no. Listen, listen, people are going to be fine because <laughs> guess what? Like, you know, the Brady Arians tug of war was interesting. Um, right. And, and you know announcers, uh, Tony Romo uh, really seemed to get on the case of Arians in that one uh, loss. I think Tampa uh, lost I think it was the home. Chiefs, maybe. Yeah, yeah Chief, Chief, Chiefs, Chiefs right. beat them. And basically, Romo was like, listen, they, should be, they shouldn't be doing that. They should be doing this. And yes. there's theories that did Tom Brady, you know, in the pregame uh, lead up where you meet with the announcers in the days leading up and you talk with them, did Brady plant some stuff with Romo to get him to say that to get it through to Arians? Because maybe be Brady wasn't getting through to Arians because everything clicked. Remember, after that loss, they didn't lose a right. game. You know, a lot no more doubt. play action. The only reason I knocked Tannehill is, you know, listen, he was in Miami. He was like, okay, this guy's decent, but he had Adam Gaze for some of that. <laughs> and then he goes yeah, yeah, to exactly. uh, Arthur Smith, 
and he lights the world on fire. But uh, I, I want to come back to the list, but while you mention it, does this mean that Arthur Smith and Matt Ryan could be up to something good in Atlanta this year? Yeah, well, they could be. I don't know if the team's quite built the way Arthur Smith would like to run his offense, right? Which is, you know, he wants to he wants to play through the run game yeah. and then be aggressive with play-action shots off of that. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if they're quite built ready to dominate in the run game yet. And I would also say, as much as I love Matt Ryan and still think he's really damn good, he does not have the ability to push the ball down the yeah. field like Ryan Tannehill. So there's mm-hmm. a little difference there. And I don't think they'll be able to quite play like the Titans because you don't got Derrick Henry in that yes. offensive line. But they're going to try to slowly emulate that. And I do think that, you know, whether it's this year or next year, that the Falcons will go in the right direction under Arthur Smith. Yeah. The, well, the one easy NFL draft uh, bet was, will they take Kyle Pitts? Uh, because he likes the two tight ends, right? He loved that right. in Tennessee. And so now he's got Pitts and Hurst. And, I mean, I, I, I'm kind of with you. I don't know that Mike Davis can stay healthy enough um, to yeah. take the punishment that Derrick Henry took right. in Tennessee. But, uh, okay, back to your list real quick. Um, yeah. You had Taysom Hill 24, Jameis 25. And mm. a lot of people watch Jameis Winston on Monday Night Football and were like, oh, got to give him the job. It's Jameis Winston. Look at how good he looks. And I've never been a Jameis guy. Um, what do you think Sean Payton does for week one? Who do you think he starts? I really thought for a long time he would go Taysom Hill. Mm. And – Taysom, I thought, you know, that's his pet toy. Yeah. I thought he was very intrigued about playing him by the, at the quarterback position. He, you know, I had also heard through the grapevine that he was also intrigued by kind of running a different offense than the Drew Brees one and that adding that Lamar Jackson element and all of those things. Um, but here as of late, I don't think there's any doubt that it'll be Jameis Winston, oh. and especially after that game last night. I think that solidifies it. I really do. And, you know, to your point, like what you just brought up with Romo, right, and the Brady thing, like I think you're right. I do. I think there was Brady probably dropped him a hint because after that game, they played the way Brady wanted to play, run the ball mm-hmm. and then just protect me so I don't have to move. And if you look at Brady's bad plays last year, they were all when he was under pressure, the blitz, empties, packages, all that, mm-hmm. where they protected him. And, and, and then he, if you're open, he's going to hit you. That's, there's no doubt about that with Tom Brady. Now, getting back to who the hell were we talking about there? Uh, uh, J- Taysom and Jameis. Oh, Jameis, yeah. I, I, I think that, you know, ultimately, you know, Jameis, is, he's a good quarterback. Sean Payton believes he can beat the dumb plays out of him and stop some of that stuff. And I think also what they're looking at as Taysom Hill, they don't want to take, take him off the field for all the other things he does with the team. And if you listen to the Monday night telecast last night, they said a lot of that stuff. And to your point where I was going was, you know, when you're announcing a game, you get to talk to a lot of people in the organization, get a feel for yeah. what's really going on. I think they were kind of trying to let us know what's really going on last night. Definitely. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin Use the tire decision guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of BF Goodrich tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. 
Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their BF Goodrich test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com the way tire buying should be. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment... Oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of it. Like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the campaign moment right now, wherever you're listening. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Kept you a little long. I want to wrap up with Don't my worry, guy. Don't worry, Jason. The, all good. All good. The, the Mormon Mahomes, uh, Zach Wilson, who looked really damn good in Green Bay um, over the weekend. You know, they had the injury to Lawson, and uh, we talked with Darren, Daniel Jeremiah about that yesterday, and I don't want to go too deep on that. I just want to focus on Wilson, who you say is the best quarterback to come out of the 2021 draft. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, again, uh, you, you got to block out all the stuff, right? <laughs> BYU, small school, yep. right? Oh, not good competition. I don't know. I mean, Big Ben, Joe Flacco, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, they all worked out okay with, against mm-hmm. lesser competition. You know, sometimes, too, you know, when you play in that as compared to maybe Trevor Lawrence and Clemson, the game's very easy because you got a ton of talent around you. And you don't have to do a whole lot 
all the time to win football games and look mm-hmm. good. But Zach Wilson, I think, Jason, what just jumped out to me, you know, he's made for the modern-day NFL. You know, he has an arm that's like Mahomes or Rodgers where he can just flick it 40 yards no matter what, you know, body position he's in. If he's in the pocket and he wants to throw a 100-mile-per-hour fastball, he can do that. He ran somewhat of a, a lot of pro schemes when he was at BYU. And to me right now, still, as much as I love the Lamar Jackson running quarterback and all those type of things, you know, Lamar Jackson is the greatest runner we've seen, and he can't run in the divisional playoff games in the <laughs> NFL. You're still got to be in the pocket and make throws or extend plays out of the pocket and make throws from there. And that's where I saw Zach Wilson being really special and, We'll see. Maybe I'll be get lucky here, and, and he will be the best one. It, 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 almost crazier than Wilson over Lawrence, which, you know, is a little crazy. You had Kellen Mond from Texas A&M ahead of Justin Fields and Trey Lance. Now, yeah. uh, your buddy, Kyle Shanahan, took right. Lance. You're now yes. saying he's the sixth best quarterback in the draft. They took him, what, third overall? Um, yes. I, I'm sure you were surprised. A lot of people were that they went Lance. I sure as hell was. Um, Shock. I don't know. Uh, Kellen Mond, do you think really? <laughs> I, I didn't see I know, it from him. But I know. I, maybe I I'm missing you. something. No, no, don't worry. Let's start. You're right. That only time's going to tell. I mean, we're not going to see him this year. We know that. I do like a lot of what Kellen Mond, I mean, his throwing is, is top high level. He's got a really quick release. He can really throw it with power and make game-changing type plays. And really, from the pocket, I thought he, Zach Wilson, and Mac Jones were clearly the three best you know, from the pocket, throwing the football, making decisions. You know, I might be wrong against this one. I said this many times. I liked all six of these, but I had to put them in some order. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, he was kind of my wild card, right? I had concerns about Justin Fields and Lance's ability to throw the football. You know, that's where Fields has really impressed me. And I'm, I'm looking like I'm wrong with that one. You know, again, I'd like to see more of – legit NFL he's in the pocket against a starting defense and he's got to make tight window throws I haven't seen that yet but still to the eye test so far it's been damn good Lance on the other hand yeah I got questions about you saw the game the other night we've seen some highlight plays but we've seen some damn like what are you doing damn (laughs) how do you miss that throw that well, they're not showing too. that. They, people aren't show, those highlights don't make it to social media. All that exactly all that anybody right. sees is the eighty yard touchdown pass. That's all anyone sees. I, they don't see well, the crap that's, passes. That's where I become the biggest asshole on social media <laughs> because it, because it's just it's selective sometimes with certain guys, you know. But then like Josh Allen, his first two years, he made highlight throws. Nobody ever showed him. They just showed the bad play. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> Let, Trey Lance, though. I Trey Lance for some reason. It's just it, they only show the good. They yeah. try to make an excuse for a ball that's misthrown over the middle and intercepted. And, you know, I, I honestly think Shanahan should start Trey Lance. I do think he can manage him the right way, right away from week one. He did it with RG3. This team's way better than the Washington football team. You know, he can do it. But Lance has got to get in the trust tree. And what you saw the other night with an interception, then the very next series – his first throw should have been intercepted yeah. and hit the linebacker in the chest. Then two plays later, his next throw, he – I think if he's playing a starting defense, he gets strip sack fumbled. If you can remember, he holds the ball floating to his left and gets sacked. You know, and that's a run there where if that's the regular season, I know my buddy Kyle Shanahan, he's going, 
shit, we could be down 21 nothing in a heartbeat just because our quarterback did a few bonehead things. So I really think he wants him to start. I think that's why Shanahan was annoyed after the game in the postgame press conference because it was there. Jimmy G threw an interception. They took him out of the game, put Lance in. I think really Shanahan was hoping, like, all right, this is the time. Here we go. And, you know, it didn't quite work out that way. So we're still in limbo here for one more week on that decision. Yeah, it, it, it feels like he's not. I mean, the kid's like 21. He took a year off. Didn't he opt out for a year? Is he still yes. 21 or is well, he 20? He's, you know, he's, he's 21 or 22, but yeah, yeah, they didn't play football up there yeah. in North Dakota State last year other than one game. And yeah. that's the thing, too. He That's where it's tough. He's raw, like you're saying. He's young, and he hasn't played a lot. Mm. So you're, I'd be scared, too, to sit him for a whole year going, damn, what are we going to not have him play football for two years here and then yeah. put him in? And I would be shocked even if Jimmy Garoppolo starts – Trey Lance will have a package of plays yep. during every game. We have yet to see the quarterback design run from Shanahan in the preseason. Why? Because he's holding it for the yes. regular season. Saving it, yeah. And I think, yeah, and I, Jason, you know, last thing, sorry to talk so much. I do think uh, Jimmy G is, you know, he's in a no-win situation. You know, even if they start out one-on-one and he hasn't played well and he's at home, he's going to get booed the first three passes he throws incomplete. Oh. And it's just going to always be this pressure of, Put Trey Lance in, put Trey Lance in, put Trey Lance in. And I just think eventually yeah. that happens here. And I would expect it pretty early I, on in the year. I don't know, man. They got a Super Bowl team. I know. This is a know. really good team. They should steamroll Detroit in the opener. That's a, that's a cakewalk. But I, I just think it's too risky for Shanahan. But he's your guy. You you know him as well, well as anybody. I don't know. You know me. I thought it was going to draft Mac Jones, and I was <laughs> wrong. So uh, I, I don't know. I don't have these conversations with him. I talk about him as if, hey, I know him, like you're saying. And as a friend, as a guy, and I know what he's thinking football-wise, but I have had no direct conversations about this subject to to give anybody some inside info or anything like yeah. that. He's it's not going to tell me what's really going on there. Right. It's it's weird. We talked with Daniel Jeremiah about this. Like You were in NFL front offices. You have a lot of relationships. You've interviewed with teams. You know, when you're coming out critical of people, you know, are you hearing from them? And, you know, he said, yeah, some people reach out yeah. and, you know, it doesn't get combated. But you're like friends with Kyle Shanahan dating back to uh, college. Did he reach out to you and say, hey, man, chill or anything? Did he say anything? No, he he knows me. He knows that I'm going to just evaluate for what I see. He knows I have knowledge of the game and he knows he's not going to sway my opinion or decision on some of these things, especially quarterbacks. You know, he knows I know a lot there. So, hey, I'm still a believer that it was Mac Jones when the trade was made uh, and yeah, all yeah. of that. I am a believer that uh, that's still the case. You know, he could tell me whatever he wants, <laughs> uh, but I've heard too many rumors and things to think it was Mac Jones. And somewhere in the last three weeks or so before the draft, it changed. And that became the love affair mm-hmm. with, with Trey Lance. And I think Shanahan, in a lot of ways, is looking for that next thing to do in the NFL, that next cutting-edge thing on offense, because everybody steals his plays, his play-action passes, his run game, everything like this, and I do think Trey Lance can kind of give him a leg up in that department. Yeah, it's interesting. Mac Jones has looked so good in New England, and now there's the COVID cam, not he doesn't have COVID, but he was a close proximity to someone, and Mac, Mac might start from week one. And this was the guy who Shanahan supposedly wanted. I wonder, you know... If if there's any uh, issues with the Lynch Shanahan marriage in the front, uh, was someone were outside forces pushing Lance? I I don't know. That's it's a fascinating subplot. 
It definitely is. There's no doubt. And I, I don't have the answers for you there. I really don't. Um, you know, the one thing I just feel like is he had a, he had a, uh, like a want to change the offense a little bit. Yeah. That was the only inkling I got through the whole process, mm-hmm. you know? And of course we know they were very frustrated with Jimmy Garoppolo the whole off season, tried to trade for Matthew Stafford, Deshaun Watson, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, they did everything they could to replace Jimmy G. And that's also some of the logic why I think it could be a short leash for him just because of how hard they tried to replace him all year long. So we'll see. You made a good point. I mean, they're a Super Bowl team. It's risky to do that. I don't know where that goes. Um, But, yeah, I'm sure Mac Jones and his play is making Shanahan a little nervous going, (laughs) damn, I hope I picked the right guy. Yeah, yeah. All right, he is Chris Sims, uh, Texas legend, former quarterback in the NFL He's with NBC. Do you want to pump up anything, Chris? I mean, you don't really need to. Uh, you're uh, such a huge deal now in sports media. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> you know, and one thing, Chris Sims, my uh, Chris Sims Unbuttoned podcast. You know, that's one. It's all football. It's all I do. I break down film. I break down games. Talk about that. You know, if anybody wants to, you know, kind of hear my thoughts and my breakdowns, uh, Chris Sims Unbuttoned. You know, you can get that where anywhere where podcasts are available. All right, Chris. Hey, thanks a lot. Congrats on all your success, and uh, we'll enjoy your NBC stuff and the podcast this season. All right, Jersey, New York. See you, man. <laughs> you the man, Jason. Be good. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 